Hey everyone, my name is Francisco Escobar and welcome to Conversamos. This episode is our season finale that we're focusing on La Familia and Latinidad. We'd like to thank all our viewers, subscribers, commenters, panelists, everyone who shared our videos and podcasts. Thank you all because you made the show what it is, a space for Latinas to have in-depth conversations amongst one another. With that said, our last episode of this season is going to be on the winter holidays. Stay tuned as Latin Entertainment presents Conversamos. Song, I'm taking it back for the platform that I form. You should chop it and transform. I run the reservoir, the predator, like a hungry carnivore when I'm Now, before we announce our panel, we'd like to promote this episode's business spotlight. 100% Coquito, a Florida-based brand that specializes in adult beverages with the mission of keeping their traditions alive and bringing the holiday spirit to everyone who tries their family recipe. Coquito. Follow them at 100% Coquito. That is 100% Coquito. Now let me introduce you to our panel. We have Hyman Skeen, Aaron Neal, and Angelina Henry from the In the Mind of Ange. Thank you all for joining us. And now with our first question, whether it is Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, or Three Kings Day, how would you describe your experience celebrating your winter holiday? Um, so when I think about growing up and celebrating Christmas, the first things that come to mind really is, one, the smell of benid and arroca navichuela in the, in the kitchen. Um, translation, pork shoulder and rice and beans, and also the smell of um, a real Christmas tree um, in my sala, my living room. Um, so a couple things I could describe is, you know, great food, great company, and music, always music. Um, when I think about celebrating the holiday in my life, it's, I think about like four different phases. So like when I was really, really young, I would celebrate the holidays at my abuela's house from my mom's side, then also at my abuela's house from my dad's side. And um, the differences is, you know, my dad's more Caribbean, so it was more, you know, relaxed. We sit around the dinner table. We eat different types of food. But at my, mo- my mom's side of the family, it's very loud. We're playing music. We're having jokes. We're drinking. So that's two things I remember. And then, you know, getting a little older, I started celebrating um, intimately with just, like, my parents and my sisters at my house once, you know, my grandparents passed away. And, you know, ever since then, it's just been an intimate gathering my family my family's caribbean as well so we all get together uh, you know sit down eat um is much more of you know spending time and seeing each other again than like you know the present aspect of it but i agree my mom is the same way she's always decorating at least when i was with her growing up she was decorating the tree uh, um, decorations everywhere. Um, I forget what it's called, but the uh, thing you put on the door, the wreath, the, the wreath that you put on the door always, that's a must. Mm-hmm. And my father, 
uh, he's always, you know, attending to the menorah, you know, um, making sure that's lit for us, you know, every night. He would do the prayer with us. It, it was wonderful um, as a kid. And um, it's sort of like we got the best of both worlds. We got to see two aspects of uh, different traditions, different religions. My father would always buy us presents, small little presents on Hanukkah, like dreidels. And uh, he would teach us things, teach us stories of how like Hanukkah started and how uh, Christmas started. He was like the storyteller of the family, you know, and it was wonderful growing up. And yeah. Thank you. And I, and Aaron? Um, so I grew up celebrating Christmas primarily. Uh, it wasn't like a huge deal in the house. Thanksgiving is more so the one that we uh, tend to like gather around and eat and share. Um, like, uh, whether it be like recipes or family traditions. Um, so like Christmas wasn't a big thing, but um, Christmas was always a big thing to me. Like I would see family celebrating it on TV and things of that nature. And was always like, yeah, like I, I think I want to do it big. Um, so then like as I started to branch out and I got a little older and could do Christmas on my own, which I'm doing again this year, um, I was like, yeah, like I want to start incorporating like some things that are about my own culture and creating my own traditions. Um, and then that was when uh, I was also like uh, coming into my like adulthood or into my manhood and trying to figure out like what are the things that uh, mean something to me? Um, and I think Pan-Africanism was always one of those things that um, I've appreciated um, in like trying to connect with my own historical roots or my own cultural roots and figuring out what that meant to me. Um, and that was sort of how I started to fold in principles of Kwanzaa into um, my celebration practices. And I really just liked uh, a lot of what Kwanzaa stood for, um, the fact that it wasn't necessarily a religious holiday, but it was just a celebration of harvest. Um, and I thought that that was super dope. So that plus the combination of Christmas music plus the combination of uh, black folks celebrating was like, yeah, like you got me so like I want to do this. Um, plus the episode of the Proud Family, I don't know if y'all watch, but like uh, when the family came on um, that had been experiencing homelessness and talking about uh, Christmas, but also talking about Kwanzaa and the meaning of both holidays, I was like, yeah, what a beautiful way to like blend uh, cultures um, and to really like celebrate. Um, not only who you are presently, but like who your ancestors were um, in many, many years ago. So, um, yeah, so I started celebrating over the past couple of years, both Kwanzaa and Christmas. Thank you all for sharing. And for me, with Three Kings Day, which is on January 6th, 12 days after Christmas, it was an additional family bonding experience coming after the new year that has been celebrated across Latin America and Spain. Some of the family traditions my parents set up while my brother and I were asleep the night before, was putting hay around the surrounding pair of presents. Uh, this would represent because the three kings would come to our, our house um, with bearing gifts, and the hay was for the camels to eat during their travels. So as we transition from culture to traditions, what were some of the family traditions that, um, that created your holidays and that you were a part of in this celebration? Before, I've never remembered a time not having a real Christmas tree, so... That was one of our traditions. Like we always buy a real Christmas tree and decorate it together. Um, now that we're older, it's like, we don't, we don't decorate it together, but there's still always a, a real Christmas tree. Um, also, I don't know. I know a lot of people are mostly in the States. They celebrate Christmas on Christmas day. But for us, we celebrate on Christmas Eve. So Christmas Eve will be when we do our big celebration with family, we cook and all that stuff. And we 
we personally open presents at midnight instead of opening them Christmas Day in the morning. So that always was like a little excitement when I was young because I would stay up till like midnight, like waiting to open my presents. Um, then like other traditions when it comes to food is, like I said before, benid. We always make benid for Christmas, which is pork shoulder. We always make coquito, which those of you who may not know what coquito is, it's a coconut-based alcoholic beverage. Kind of similar to eggnog, people say. I don't think so, but it has that same consistency. Um, and then we also make sorrel, which is um, a drink, a Caribbean drink based off the sorrel plant. So those are a couple of my traditions for Christmas. Thank you. And Hyman? Um, for Christmas, just, um, I would say the same thing as well. Um, decorating the tree was a huge part of uh, our family tradition. Um, you know, putting our names up on the tree as well. Um, dinner, of course, food. Food was always a big thing uh, when it came time for Christmas time. My mother would cook and my grandma endlessly wake up 5.30 in the morning just to serve, you know, lunch at 10 and then dinner at like 2. Um, it's a big thing. Um, our drink would be cremas uh, in mm. Haitian culture. So my mom would go down to the bakery and get an order of cremas along with bread as well. Um, with my father as well, um, he lit the menorah. He would say the, the prayer. Um, he always made sure that, um, no, at that time, we didn't have a candle one. We had a light bulb one, so we would turn it with him as he would say the prayer. My mom would be off in the kitchen doing her own thing and, you know, let um, our father spend time with us. Um, when they were together. As we got older, um, um, we branched out, of course, so traditions changed. Um, that always stayed the same was Grandma's house, so there's always a, a get-together at Grandma's house, and there's always food being served at Grandma's house, so I would say that's one thing that hasn't changed. But yeah, that's what it was like for me growing up. And of course, the dreidel song. My father dreidels he loved giving us dreidels i felt like that was his giveaway gift he was like oh <laughs> another gift here's a dreidel here's a <laughs> you know so yeah next time aaron uh yeah um i think the one thing that was consistent about my family is that christmas changed every year um listening to y'all talk about y'all's um experiences and traditions and like uh, i like the fact that like, i was consistent out for like the fact that my family was inconsistent. There's years where we had like a fake Christmas tree and we would pull that out and then other years where we had like a real one. Um, but the one thing that I always liked about Christmas that was consistent with my family and consistent with like, um, I guess, uh, me and my culture is the fact that like it was always about the love um, and the consistent like we're together with family and even if we're not with family, then we're going to make sure that we like touch base and call family. Um, other traditions that we uh, had that were uh, consistent in like um, it was always something new, always something changing. Um, some years, like, we would, like, not do presents. Some years we would do, like, white elephant Christmas, which I don't know if you, like, ever heard of that. It's like the, you, like, give the gift and then you, like, swap it out. Or, like, you can, and it can, it can get pretty, like, messed up. Because uh, sometimes the gifts are nice and sometimes you don't get the uh, gift that you want. Um, but, like, I've celebrated those things in a lot of different ways. Uh, with regard to, like, Kwanzaa, like, that's something that was, like, newer and, like, I've been celebrating the past couple of years, 
And like ways that I started to like think about traditions of that is thinking about the different principles of Kwanzaa. So there's like seven different principles. And think about how I can embody those principles on that day specifically, but then throughout the course of the year. Um, yeah, and I think that like that's been a part of like my consistent holiday for the past like three or four years of just uh, meditating on like what those principles mean to me and how I can embody them and um, put them out into the universe and say like this is something that I believe in and something that I support. This is this is very interesting because one of the similarities that I see is in the spirit of storytelling. See, as a kid, every year my parents would read to my brother and I the story of three kings, their travels, and the importance of the birth of Christ. What are the similarities do you see amongst these holidays? Well, I think the biggest similarity is, you know, the importance of family and having, like, your loved ones always with you um, and the appreciation of, of that and being grateful for that. Perfect. Same here, family. Family's a big thing around the holidays and everyone trying to stay connected. Like, I, especially me now, like, um, my mother's in Massachusetts, my sister's in Florida. So we try to connect or stay connected during the holidays. So, yes, we're, we're always reaching out, making sure to say happy Thanksgiving or a happy Christmas or happy Hanukkah towards each other, you know? So, yeah. Staying connected. Excellent. And so now moving on, um, the topic of family, what messages that your parents and your grandparents have taught you about this, this holiday that you celebrate? Um, so for me, um, well, all my grandparents have passed away, but I, I know that this was like their favorite time of year and they loved Christmas and New Year's, Thanksgiving. Um, and so do my parents. So I feel like the, the main thing that they've taught me about, you know, this holiday season is just to appreciate the people that you have around you, um, show them love, um, receive that love, give the love, you know, appreciate that they're alive, that they're doing well, that you have them here and just be grateful for everything that you have, even though, you know, it, you don't get what you want like when you're a kid and you don't get like the per the gift that you want but at the end of the day like you still have your family and you still have a roof over your head and you're you still have food so that's the most important thing definitely that i can relate to that like family um being together was an important virtue um hope was definitely preached a lot uh from my dad hanukkah is like a holiday of hope you know the a candle that was meant to burn out in one day that stayed lit for eight days so he always stressed that importance of the story um that no matter what you know there's always you know hope out there um being together always being together and you know love one another that's a big important thing like my mom always stressed to the importance of us that families first and no matter what you go through throughout the challenges and obstacles you face in life like your brother's your brother's your sister's your sister that's your family and always to stick together you know and that's preached a lot throughout the holidays especially in my household it was never like uh, direct messages like uh, i don't think that any of my family members have always been um people to part a lot of words of wisdom or to share um, those types of experiences, but the things that they've always shared with me um, have been intentional acts. 
tasks. Um, so sometimes uh, it's like the things or the behaviors or like the gifts or the things that they are sending from afar. I mean, the fact that like there was a lot of love that went into that. So like around the Christmas holidays, my grandmother would send like food that she made and she'd like somehow magically like freeze it and like wrap it up. It's like super, super tight and like put in all this like, uh, these like overnight like, uh, uh, what's the name of the bags that keep things cold. Um, and she would like overnight it to my mother um, for like recipes that she couldn't teach her how to make over the phone. Um, and the thing that I learned from that and the thing that my mom has also like passed down to me is being intentional with your um, like acts of service or with your gifts. It's like, um, you don't know what those things mean to you until like you no longer have access. So I don't have access to my grandmother anymore. And it, since she's not here, she's uh, passed away. But um, I think about the way that my mom intentionally shows up for me and sends me gifts of things that like I didn't even know that I needed or that I wanted um, during this holiday season. Um, and I think that like that intentionality um, harkens back to like the spirit of Christmas, the spirit of uh, Kwanzaa, the spirit of a lot of these holidays of like uh, being intentional and thoughtful about the gifts that you give and the acts of service that you provide to others. And it's not about you, it's about someone else. Um, now for our next question, how do you foresee celebrating the holidays this year with COVID still being? Um, well, for me, like I've said before, um, it's recently just been um, with my parents and my sisters. So that, that's not changing this year for me, at least. So I'm still going to be, you know, celebrating with them. Um, I know for other people, you know, this pandemic has been <laughs> crazy to say the least. And, you know, people have lost their loved ones. It's definitely going to be different for them. Um, so I feel like in a way it's, it's, it's going to be a tough time for a lot of people during the holidays. But for others, you know, um, this year has been like a huge awakening. Um, personally, I've done a lot of self-reflection and I've learned so much about myself during this year. And so I feel like the holidays now I appreciate even more than I've ever um, appreciated it because I still have my family with me. And, you know, I'm blessed to still have my job and I'm blessed to, you know, still be able to get people people that I love gifts and to, to love them and to be loved. So for me, at least, nothing's really changing minus the fact that I'm even more blessed and grateful. COVID um, has definitely changed a lot of things. Like my grandma's a lot more cautious uh, being around uh, family, you know, especially during the holidays since it, there's a lot of us. Um, but one thing is that she'll always have a little something for us to do. Like um, she's always been mindful of us, you know, throughout the holidays. Um, given that my family spread out, um, my sister will be in Florida. So she'll have a FaceTime Christmas with us. Um, my mom, I usually try to visit in Massachusetts. So I drive down uh, before the holidays uh, to see her. Um, so uh, I plan on doing that. And then uh, my dad is, of course, always welcome at my grandma. So him and my brother always go to my grandma's house uh, throughout the holiday. So I'll probably meet up with them uh, on that day as well. But um, I'm sure she won't be hugging anyone. So it won't be <laughs> as much love in the air as it was, you know, in the previous holidays. Um, I'm say, um one, uh, I started early. Um, 
I love this time of year. It's like definitely my favorite time of year. Um, so I put my Christmas tree up uh, like in November. Um, that was first and foremost. Just because like I wanted to get into the spirit of it. Um, it was like I'm in school, so like finals are kicking my butt. And um, on top of that, like um, there's this pandemic outside. Um, yeah, so like I put my Christmas tree up as like the first time celebrating. I bought a Kanara, um, which is like the symbolic um, candle holder, similar to like the menorah and Hanukkah. Um, so like um, I intend to like celebrate in like a very um, in a much more traditional way uh, Kwanzaa this year. Um, and then also like um, thinking about like each of the principles of Kwanzaa, like I'd like to find a way to embody those. So like there's the first principle of like emoji, which is like unity. So thinking about ways that I can be with people, even if it's not up close, um, but from a distance, because I live here in Michigan and all my families in North Carolina. Um, so whether it be like uh, Hyman said, like a FaceTime or like whatever the case may be. Um, but then also like connecting with other people who like myself can't go home uh, this holiday season. It's like, even if that means we need to like meet up somewhere with social distance and try to figure out a way to be with each other in the cold, um, making it happen. Like, because uh, at this point, I think like we, we don't need to necessarily be alone, even if uh, this pandemic suggests that like we should be distant from each other. It doesn't mean that we can't. We have to be alone. That makes sense. Um, yeah, so uh, trying to find some ways to be with some other people um, and also being really intentional about like, the pop in the circumstance because it makes me happy. Yeah. Now, what are the socioeconomic disadvantages that you have been aware of with the holiday that you celebrate? Um, for me, you know, coming from an immigrant household, um, my dad immigrated from Panama to the States and, you know, being in a working slash lower class household, um, I, always, I mean, we always lived paycheck to paycheck. And so it's always been a struggle. But I always appreciated my parents for always providing for me, even though at the time, you know, I didn't get the things I wanted or something that I really wanted so bad that all my friends got and I didn't. Like, now, as an adult, I really appreciate that um, they were still able to, you know, give me some type of gift. And um, now that I'm older, and I'm you know, financially stable, I'm making my own money. It's it's always great to like pay it forward. And I love um, gift giving, especially to my family. Um, like Aaron said, being intentional with like the gifts that you give now, like it's very rewarding for me because, you know, I didn't really appreciate it as much when I was a child. I would say the same, like um, uh, I would say that um, there's definitely a disadvantage when it comes to, um, you know, gift giving and, you know, having the means to provide, you know, uh, for people on this holiday, given that, um, especially recently, you know, a lot of people lost jobs. So it's definitely going to be a lot harder. I wouldn't say I, I noticed a, really a difference in Hanukkah um, because Hanukkah is much more, you know, about like peace and coming together and, you know, having hope. So I don't really see... Uh, a disadvantage in that and, and it, it, Hanukkah is really not about gifts it's more like coming together and being being together you know yeah I say that like um, one of the unfortunate side effects of Christmas is that like uh, it's like tied up in this weird ugly capitalist like you gotta buy a lot of things and do a lot of things but like uh, it's like we used to do a lot with a little bit um, and I'm really appreciative of that um, 
now that I have more, I'm appreciative that I can do more. But um, I think it harkens back to like being intentional with my, uh, being intentional with my money and being intentional with my gifts. Um, so thinking about um, one of the principles of Kwanzaa, specifically the fourth principle, um, uh, Umoja, um, or Ujama, excuse me, um, Ujama is cooperative economics, um, where it talks about like how you spend your money um, should be like spent in black communities or spent in communities that have these needs. Um, and so that we can like continue to uplift each other and continue to uplift like communities that we're from. Um, so thinking about that, um, instead of like buying into like the traditional like capitalist, it's like, yeah, like I could buy like my little sister the PlayStation 5 she wants and she might not be happy because I can't, I'm not gonna buy, I'm not, I can't afford that. But, um, <laughs> but like what she will get from me is something from like a black owned business. Um, and so like thinking about cooperative economics as a way to combat some of the like ugly capitalist side of like Christmas is like, yeah, I like that I can celebrate both because like I'm really into the Christmas spirit. I love that, uh, like the popping the circumstance, like I said earlier. And I also love like the Christmas songs. But the thing I don't like is like Black Friday and stuff that happens. Yeah. That sort of kind of like makes yeah, us buy yeah. all this stuff we don't necessarily need. Yeah. So if we go with like this fourth principle of Kwanzaa, uh, pajama, like it's cooperative economic, how can we like be intentional with the money that we spend? Um, give it to communities that need it. And also are doing like some really dope stuff. Like um, I've been buying from like black women Etsy shops um, and like trying to get gifts from like those places, which means I need to buy stuff a lot earlier because like they're small mom and pop mm-hmm. like, women owned shops. But like um, it makes me be more intentional and it makes me uh, think about how I'm spending my money so that I'm not doing something that's bound up in so much capitalism. Yeah, that's actually a good point because this year I've really, really been trying to do my research and like try to try to spend my money in black owned businesses and minority businesses, Latino businesses and um really trying not to, you know, order my gifts on Amazon or like shit like that. So yeah. It's, easy. I, it's hard. No, I agree. It's hard. <laughs> Amazon has a chokehold on my life. <laughs> The hardest thing was like the Canara um, that I ordered is like I wanted to order it from Amazon because I was like, oh, it'll get here in two days. But then I was like, can you order something about like cooperative? Yeah, go ahead. Even with that, like if you go on Amazon, I'm like, let me just go on the actual um, company's website and at least yeah. order from them. <laughs> Cut out the middleman. All right. But I am uh, I do I do peruse Etsy a lot. Etsy, Etsy, Etsy is yeah. the way. To Oh, yeah, Etsy's definitely the wave. It's like you can yeah. buy directly from the folks. Um, a lot of my friends are like making these like cool trinkets and things that make for great gifts. Yeah, like yeah. portraits, the portraits. Yeah. Um, so from what you've heard thus far, what were some of your takeaways from hearing about each holiday that was discussed? Um, well, um, I think my main takeaways, like I said before, is you know each holiday is surrounded around the importance of family um that's like the huge takeaway that i get and being appreciative of the things that you have and the people that you have and being intentional with your energy and your actions i agree (laughs) that's what i'm following up yes um i can take away that uh each holiday spreads love you know that message of love and being with family and learning something higher than the value of each present um 
with Hanukkah and Kwanzaa, I see a lot of similarities. You know, it's much more of a blessing and, you know, like a uh, way of dealing with things as far as a whole sporadic, let me set dinner, let me get the tree ready, let me uh, buy presents, this and that. But I would say that each holiday takes away the value of cherishing each other, being with family and, uh, you know, supporting your loved ones, and, you know, blessing yourself for, you know, getting to see another day, you know? Yeah, y'all uh, make it hard, but that's a third. Um, <laughs> I agree with everything that was said. Um, I think that, like, uh, Hyman just said, like, there's a lot of um, similarities between these holidays. Um, and the thing that, like, uh, is coming out, like, is the major thing to me is celebrate. Um, and I know, like, especially now, like, we have been through some things in this year, um, like, as an entire, like, nation, but even more so specific to, like, racial and ethnic minorities. Like, it's just been hard. Um, it's like, I don't know about other folks, but, like, I, I've, like, you know, lost people. I have friends, uh, close friends lose people. And um, it, it, it just makes it really that much more impactful to want to celebrate intentionally and to celebrate life and to get, be grateful and um, to have all of these, like, good principles in each one of these holidays about, like, hope, about cherishing one another, about being able to share, like, time and space and be intentional about that. Um, I think that that's something yeah. that I'm taking away from this, and I think it's so dope that y'all were able to share these things with me because, like, I didn't know that much about um, Hanukkah specifically. It's like, I, and I also didn't know about celebrating uh, Christmas and uh, Puerto Rican, like, um, how does, like, I get to learn about some new things. It's like, um, yeah, you, I knew about the coquito, and I, I actually, I might hit you up. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we know. Um, or, or the, uh, I've heard a good thing about the uh, cremas, but I've never had it. Cremas um, is good. Wonderful! Oh my gosh! I've only heard good things. Um, my boy, this uh, Haitian, he was like, "Yeah, like how you how you gonna have coquito and not cremas?" And I was like, "Well, bring me some." <laughs> it's like uh, hard to find. I feel like I have to like go through alleyways and knock on sneakers <laughs> just to find good cremas because, you know, they keep it on their top cabinet away from everyone. Yeah. Um, but, like, I, I just learned so much. Um, and uh, the thing that I like about uh, the way that I celebrate uh, the holidays is that I'm always looking for different ways to fold in nutrition. Customs that, that bring me joy to, and help me to celebrate this season. So, uh, yeah. COVID, ignoring COVID for a moment, like think of last year and maybe year before, how do you celebrate the Gregorian New Year? Um, so for me, I've always celebrated again with my family. Like I've never spent a New Year's without them so far. Um, it's funny because people always think that like if you're from New York, you're gonna go to Times Square and watch the ball drop, but no new, real New Yorkers are doing that. So um, I usually spend New Year's with my family um, doing similar things that we do for Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve and Thanksgiving, you know, we cook dinner, we play music, we dance, we drink, and we always um, count down and watch the ball drop together. And, yeah. Um, I usually try to go out on New Year's. It's going to be different this year because my family's the lazy New Year's <laughs> type. They like to sit down and watch the honeymooners that come on <laughs> here. And then finally the ball dropping. So it's, I would say it's much more of a chill holiday for us instead of like 
you know, Christmas and such. But I'm going to try and find something to do. I can't watch the Honeymooners for you know, <laughs> 17 years straight. Or the Twilight Zone. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Twilight Keep it with the tradition of holding in uh, new traditions. Uh, holding in my traditions uh, from the past. Uh, one of the things that my family does is um, we're a Christian household. Um, is we usually spend it in church um, at watch night service. Um, and watch night in the Christian faith, specifically in the black Christian faith, uh, watch night was a time where like a bunch of slaves gathered in a church house to uh, like uh, lead it up to like, um, I think it was the Emancipation Proclamation, but like essentially like uh, all the black folks uh, being declared as free. And so they gathered in the church because it was safe. Um, and as a result, like this tradition has been created where like black folks gather in the church um, leading up into New Year's, uh, leading up into the New Year. Um, sometimes they spend it praying, sometimes they spend it like celebrating. It's like performances and services. Of course, with COVID, like that's not happening as much anymore. Um, so I don't know if I will be celebrating in that sense, but like um, usually I'm either out and about somewhere. Um, I've been to a couple of New Year's parties in years past. This year, I'm probably not going to do that. Uh, this year, I have no plans whatsoever, but um, I know wherever I am, I'm usually either somewhere, either reflecting on my uh, new year or um, yeah, uh, and or also in prayer and uh, celebrating all the things that I've uh, been able to accomplish in the year and um, in the past year and all the things that I hope to accomplish in the new year. Oh, also, New Year's Day. I made this like my new tradition. New Year's Day, I'll hit up all my Haitian friends and try to get their soup. Which um, oh, <laughs> is um, they celebrate. I I want to say their Independence Day, but I'm not really sure. Um, <laughs> and they usually make soup on New Year's Day, so I really be trying to go and get some. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> it is. Jumo. Uh, yeah, oh my god y'all got all these secret recipes and stuff y'all not trying to share no one knows <laughs> I'm trying to tell everyone I don't, I don't know how to make know. that soup like our spices to... touch levels they they touch levels it gives gives me goosebumps thinking about it I've been trying to get somebody to make me some black rice for I don't know how long um, and I nobody nobody's really trying to show me or give me that like you have, you have to go far and wide to get good Haitian food. Either you're like, if you don't live in Flatbush, Brooklyn, like <laughs> you're not getting any Haitian food. Like if you live in the Bronx, like there's only like one restaurant. <laughs> Manhattan, there's maybe like a half of a restaurant. <laughs> or zero. <laughs> and then or you gotta food. know, you gotta have a family. You gotta have a friend who has yeah. a mom who cooks really good. <laughs> Like, what it is about me, I have to ask my grandma. I ask her every year, like, where'd you get this bread? Like, down, <laughs> down the block over there. And then I try to go there each and every time. I forgot, uh, with the new year, like, uh, it's African-American tradition to eat uh, black-eyed peas and collard greens. Uh, black-eyed peas for good luck and collard greens to bring some money in the new year. Mm. Um, yeah, so uh, we do that year over year. I always make some uh, just out of tradition, but... Yeah, it's, uh, I guess, another cultural custom that I had forgotten about until you brought up the soup. <laughs> All right, so for our last question, your ultimas palabras, what is your final message to people who is interested in celebrating your winter holiday? Um, for Christmas specifically, I just, like Aaron was saying before, like Christmas has had such a negative connotation about, like, buying gifts and like spending so much money 
trying to get people the most expensive things and or wanting the most expensive things. But I think, you know, whoever is interested in celebrating Christmas, um, if they don't take it the, mo- the more religious route, then it should just be about being grateful, expressing your gratitude and appreciation for all the things that you have. Christmas, and I would say for Hanukkah, um, with Hanukkah, it's much more of, uh, as I said before, like spiritual peace, being together with everyone. And if you want to celebrate Hanukkah, I would say prepare to be uh, open-minded and uh, blown away. Uh, Because um, when I went to Israel last year and celebrated Hanukkah, I felt more at peace with myself than I did at that moment than I did the entire year. Uh, Because I felt what everyone was saying. I felt... uh, the message in their songs, whether or not I understood the lyrics, like you can tell it's coming together and to spread hope and that we can get through this. And uh, next thing I would say is just make sure you're, uh, you come with an open belly as well. Mm-hmm. There's lots of desserts in Hanukkah, lots of donuts, <laughs> lots of donuts, lots. <laughs> <laughs> I like what everybody said about celebrating the holiday. Um, I like to add on specifically for Kwanzaa. Um, uh, historically or traditionally, this is a black holiday that was started by a Pan-Africanist. Um, yeah, and uh, in its founding was specifically for black folks. Um, I think that this is a holiday that can be celebrated by everybody, but I want people to think about the intentions behind celebrating the holiday and how they intend to celebrate it. Um, I think the seven principles of Kwanzaa uh, unity, self-determination, uh, collective work and responsibility, cooperative economics, purpose, creativity, and then uh, finally faith are things that you can embody all year long and you can embody only seven days um, when we celebrate the seven principles of Kwanzaa, which is December 26th through uh, January 1st, but also harkening back to a uh, word of intentionality around it um, and thinking about how this was initially started as a Black holiday to uh, shift away from like the more traditional like um, Christmas holiday that wasn't necessarily celebrated by um, some uh, folks of like uh, original like, African diasporic um, traditions and like from that, that cultural heritage and background. Um, so I say like celebrate it. Um, I think that like embody those seven principles, but also be careful of thinking about how you could potentially be impacting someone else's culture if you're not from that same cultural background. Um, and thinking about like asking to join a celebration uh, with somebody else and then also being opening up like your heart and your mind to learning something new about why that person celebrates Kwanzaa and how you can join in and like celebrate it and not necessarily just do your own thing with um, the holiday or with those seven principles. Yeah, um, so being open to learn, um, I say start in a place where like, uh, it's like you can always you know, Google search away if you got uh, Disney Plus, watch that Proud Family episode mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's a really good starting place. I believe that like uh, they, they have some really good lessons in there about Christmas and about Kwanzaa. Um, but yeah, after you're like starting to learn more about it, then open up your heart to like what does it mean to celebrate it. With that said, that is all the time that we have. Thank you everyone for joining us. And for everyone at home, make sure you like the video, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also comment below. Describe your experience celebrating any of these winter holidays. Then follow us on all our social media outlets at Latin Entertainment underscore presents. That is 
Latin Entertainment underscore presents. Also, you can listen to us on our various podcast platforms that vary from Spotify, Apple Music, and Google Podcasts, just to name a few. Now, as we conclude our season two, It All Starts at Home, we'd like to thank you all for your time, and we hope you enjoyed these episodes that focused on La Familia and Latinidad. For that a strong family can lead to a strong community, which can lead to a strong nation of people. Until next time, Latin Entertainment presents Conversamos. Yeah, yo, is it that wrong? I'm making a song, I'm taking it back for the platform that I formed. You should chop it and transform. I run the reservoir, the predator, like a hungry carnivore when I'm breaking.